Looking for a fun way to win 25 times your money this football and basketball season? Test your skills on Prize Picks, the most exciting way to play daily fantasy sports. Just select two or more players, pick more or less on their projection for a wide variety of stats, and place your entry. It's as easy as that. If you have the skills, you can turn $10 into $250 with just a few taps. Easy gameplay, quick withdrawals, and injury insurance on your picks are what make Prize Picks the number one daily fantasy sports app. Ready to test your skills? Join the Prize Picks community of more than 7 million players who have already signed up. Right now, Prize Picks will match your first deposit up to $100. Just visit prizepicks.com/play100 and use code play100. That's code play100 at prizepicks.com/play100 for a first deposit match up to $100. Prize Picks, daily fantasy sports made easy. It is SNY.TV's The Juice on the Cuse podcast, covering Syracuse basketball, lacrosse, and football. Today on The Juice on the Cuse podcast on SNY.TV, we'll be talking about a big game against Duke and the golden age of Canadian basketball. I'm Wes Chang, and I'll be joined later by Brad Bierman, and our guest today is Raptors and NBA TV analyst and Syracuse legend Leo Rounds. Leo, thank you so much for coming on the program. It's a pleasure to have you today. My pleasure, Wes. Leo, you wrote the forward to Tales from the Syracuse Orange Locker Room by Bud Poliquin that was recently updated with stories from the last 10 years of Syracuse basketball. During this decade, what do you think is your favorite memory? Oh, boy. <laughs> you know, there's been so many of them, uh, you know, and I think, I think Bud, you know, has done a tremendous job of kind of capturing all the, all the great moments and uh, in the history of Syracuse basketball and the excitement, but uh, you know, obviously for me, having my son play yeah. at Syracuse uh, was was tremendous. Uh, it, it was kind of reliving it a little bit myself, and then to watch him, you know, grow as a player from uh, beginning, uh, you know, hardly getting any playing time to taking his, uh, helping his team become number one in the country uh, it, it, towards the end of his senior year was uh, just phenomenal. So uh, I, I think that would be a highlight, not one game specifically, but. Just watching that whole process and, and being a part of it, uh, uh, you know, some 25 whatever years after I played was great. It's funny you mentioned that because that kind of segues into my next question, which is, you know, you played for Coach Beheim, then your son played, and there's this 25-year period that goes by. What do you think was the biggest difference between, if there is any, between Jim Beheim when he was coaching you and then when he was coaching your son? Are you kidding me? Andy got the easy one. Andy got the, <laughs> he got the relaxed. Uh, I've been there, done that. You know, I'm good at this, Jim Beheim. Uh, I got the younger one that was uh, a little bit more uh, volatile. So, you know, no, no question, Andy got the better, better deal there. But, uh, uh, you know, Jimmy, Jimmy's a great coach, and you know, he's, uh, uh, you know, I was thrilled that Andy had an opportunity to play for him. And uh, I think the biggest advantage was that. You know, obviously, knowing Coach as well as I do, uh, from not only having played for him but watched him uh, over the years, that you know, I had a really good feel for, you know, what he's all about and how he coaches and you know what he expects as a, from players. So, uh, you know, I was able to you know pass that along to Andy. So Andy was, you know, well prepared for uh, for Coach and and how to handle his end of it uh, the right way. But uh, it was kind of funny. I do remember in the recruiting process that. Uh, 
you know, I was sitting in, in Coach Bam's office, uh, you know, with Bernie Fine, Andy, and myself. We're sitting in there, and I'm listening to Coach talk. And, uh, you know, here I am. All of a sudden, I just stopped and said, are you kidding me? That's the same crap I heard 25 <laughs> years ago. Nothing's changed. The same old stuff, you know. It, it was pretty funny. So speaking of Andy, how is he liking his professional career? He's playing overseas right now. Is he is he enjoying it? Yeah, no, Andy's uh, Andy's playing uh, the best basketball of his career right now. He's in Germany. Uh, he's, he's selected to the All Star team, second league scorer in the country, and uh, in their pro league. And uh, you know, the biggest thing for Andy, uh, you know, one, he's he's finally healthy, and two, uh, he's he's kind of a late bloomer physically. So right now, he's uh, he's at his best that he's ever been in terms of strength and and uh ability to use that as a player and uh it's really been a lot of fun to watch and i've uh you know i said watching him now he's you know syracuse fans had a chance to see him now versus the last time they saw him play at syracuse is you know if you liked him then you'd like him a lot more now he's a he's a much better player we'll have to keep up with him uh over in germany then but let's let's i wanted to get your take on this current team uh, i know that you continue to follow syracuse uh, you tweet about it a lot what are your general thoughts on this year's team? Well, you know, obviously, like everybody else, uh, I, I can't tell you how impressed I am with Tyler Ennis. I think that, you know, here's a player that, you know, I, I got a chance to, you know, watch Syracuse a lot in the summer and uh, really get a feel for, for this team. And, you know, Tyler, you know, he just knocked my socks off right away. With it. You know, he just didn't play like a freshman, doesn't think like a freshman. And I think that's had a dramatic effect on his team. Uh, aside from having a you know another senior like like CJ Fair, you know who's been around and and, and has the experience to uh, help all the younger guys, but when when you look at those two and how this team is playing, there's so much calm. Uh, you know, I, I think I, I was watching the pit game the other day and I remarked to a few people that just look at look at the time they take, the extra pass they make. No one's in a rush uh, to score. No one's in a rush to make a play. Uh, and, you know, obviously it starts with the coach and, and, the, and the point guard's an extension of the coach. So Tyler Ennis has, Ennis has dictated a certain way for this team to play, uh, and they're all following suit. So it, it's really impressive to watch. Uh, you know, I, I think that, uh, you know, they this team, uh, I believe, has exceeded everybody's expectations for this season. You know, people knew they'd be a good team. Uh, to be this good uh, and play this well, uh, it's been really impressive. Leo, I'll get you out of here on this one. You just mentioned Tyler Ennis. We've now seen Anthony Bennett go number one. Andrew Wiggins has a great chance of going number one this year. Tyler Ennis is going to be a lottery pick either as early as this year or if he decides to stay another year, he'll be a lottery pick the following year. You've had a long relationship with Team Canada. Do you think this is the golden age of Canadian basketball right now? Oh, absolutely. Uh, you know, I think the, you know when people ask what, what's going on or what's been the difference, it's really been the NBA. Uh, you know, if you look at all these kids now, uh, they've all grown up watching the NBA. Uh, when players like myself, we didn't have that. We didn't have the luxury of watching the NBA. Now these kids, they see it every day. Uh, they touch it, feel it, see it, they experience it. So as youngsters, they can, just like an American kid, they can look at that and say, you know what, I can do this. You know, I, I can give this a shot. And so the NBA's impact on the game has been unbelievable in Canada, especially Toronto. And now you're just seeing all that come to fruition. Uh, there's so many kids playing. Basketball and soccer are the highest participated sports in the country, and that's ahead of hockey, uh, which wow. is basically a religion in Canada. So it tells you, uh, you know, how many how many kids are participating. Uh, and I'll say economics plays a big part of that. You know, in today's economy, basketball is not an expensive sport. You know, you got a pair of sneakers and a ball to go play. So. <laughs> 
uh, and you know, there's another factor too that you know, Canada uh, is a is a very multicultural country, and, and Toronto is about a as multi-ethnic a city as you'll ever see. And everybody comes from somewhere, that, and everybody's played basketball as a part of uh, their background. And uh, there's a tremendous amount of athletes. And so what you're saying is very athletic young kids coming into the game, uh, and the coaching's getting better. So it's a lot of fun to watch. And, uh, you know, Canada's had uh, up cycles where, you know, we've, we've had very good players and we've had uh, very good uh, success at the international level. But I think what you're seeing is, Canada enter a time now where it's going to be really good and it's going to continue to stay good. There's going to be no reason to have a down cycle uh, with the number of players that are coming up and playing. So it's exciting. It's a lot of fun and uh, certainly everybody's enjoying it. It's nice to be able to watch uh, college games on a Saturday afternoon and <laughs> you know not be able to treat, keep track of how many Canadian kids are playing today. So it's nice. <laughs> Leo, thanks so much for being on. Again, catch Syracuse legend Leo Rounds on Raptors and NBA TV. And be sure to check out his forward in Tales from the Syracuse Orange Locker Room, available on Amazon.com. Leo, again, thank you so much for being on today, and we'll talk to you soon. My pleasure, Wes. Always fun talking to Orange. Always a pleasure to talk to Syracuse legend Leo Rounds. He has just so much good stuff to say. Obviously, also great updates on his son, Andy Rounds, who was very beloved at Syracuse. I'm now joined over the phone by the Juice Online Editor-in-Chief and my very good friend, Brad Bierman. Brad, hope you're staying warm in this Arctic freeze we're having today. Yes, I am, Wes. Each day getting closer to spring. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Well, Brad, let's start with the win at Miami. Syracuse started fast and then had to hold off the Hurricanes, actually had to come back in the second half. Do you credit them for winning another close game or fault them for taking their foot off the pedal in the first half? I certainly credit the Orange for doing what they have to do to win a close game and, and winning all the games up to this point in the season. It's certainly the mark of a great team. They've really closed out the final four minutes of games that have been you know, close going into that sequence, going all the way back to, to, to the St. Francis of Brooklyn. So uh, they, they've done it in Hawaii. They've done it now in the ACC. This team knows how to close out games, and, of course, uh, led by the, the phenomenal freshman point guard, Tyler Ennis. Which leads into my next point, because Leo Rounds was just gushing about uh, the play of Tyler Ennis. And, you know, it was Tyler Ennis again making those two clutch drives that got the lead back for Syracuse late in the second half, prevented their first loss of the season. Is there any weakness in his game, and is there any weakness in the Syracuse team? Shoot more. <laughs> There's a couple times against Miami when I thought, boy, he was just outside the arc, the ball right there. I thought he was going to put up a shot, and uh, he didn't and passed it. So I'd say shoot more because I think the opportunity is there. And also, if he does so, I think it's going to just free up Trevor Cooney that much more in the sequence of the offense. And I guess the only other thing, if you really want to get nitpicky here, is once in a while, a little bit you know, out of control, but that's so rare and, and seldom seen. And you just have to marvel at what he has done to, to set this team to be number two now for eight consecutive weeks. Brad, we've got two games this week. We've obviously got Syracuse playing at Wake Forest tonight, and then they host a big one at Duke on Saturday. That's one of the most anticipated games of the season. People have been circling it. ESPN College game day is going to be there. There's just so, so much hype around that Duke game. But the thing is, they're playing Wake Forest tonight. What does Coach Beheim do to prevent a trap game if there is such a thing? Well, he can start with 12-0, Wake Forest record at home at the Joel Coliseum this year. So, they, you know, there wasn't great opposition early on, uh, but they have won 
the ACC games against North Carolina, Notre Dame, and NC State at home. So they've done what they've had to do at home, and you certainly point to that as the first point. But Jim Beheim's been doing this for long enough to, to know how to get his team up for that particular opponent. Does it happen 100% of the time? Of course not. We can think of, you know, uh, losses over the years where you're just left scratching your head. But this team is just, as I alluded to earlier, boy, those final few minutes of games when there have been a close game, uh, they just seem to know how to win ball games. And I just think going in, uh, it goes back to the whole uh, premise of the first season in the ACC. This is just another new stop along that way. And I think the Orange certainly want to – uh, you know, set the mark for what they are as a program and certainly to do it on the road against an established ACC team. Brad, we're right at the end of our show. Your closing thoughts? Well, I think it's coming, Wes. I wrote about it last week, and I, Atlanta Journal-Constitution alluded to it this week. I think you're going to see a ninth ACC football game in the future because it's all about the TV money and more inventory. And if there's an ACC network, Look out for some years having incredible schedules of nine ACC games, Notre Dame, and then maybe another out-of-conference opponent. The plate's really going to be full for ACC football teams in the future. Brad, that was a great article, and maybe some conference realignment shifting within the ACC going on in the future, too. Again, check out Brad's Orange Watch every Monday on the Juice Online. Uh, my closing thoughts are going to be on that Duke game that I alluded to earlier. Brad, I've been looking forward to this game for a long time now. You know, Duke has been one of the top programs in the history of the NCAA, and to watch them this Saturday come up to the Dome, have probably a record crowd on hand at the Carrier Dome. It's just something that I'm looking forward to. I can't wait for the game. I'm not on the basketball team, so I don't have to worry about anything uh, like a trap game. So it's going to be a great game, Brad. Yes, it is. I mean, really looking forward to it, but play the game tonight against Wake Forest first, and then we can all sit back and enjoy the spectacle that will be Saturday night in the Dome. Looking forward to it. That's it for us for Brad Bierman. This is Wes Chang reminding you that I like it when good things happen to me, but I'll wait two weeks before I tell anyone because I like using the word Fortnite. You've been listening to the Juice on the Cues podcast on SNY.TV, and we'll see you next time. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.